Welcome back to Crimes and Closets. This is Beth in my closet in North Carolina. And this is Christy in my closet in St. Louis. Happy Monday. Happy Monday, Beth. How's it going over there? I mean, it's going. Like, we're preparing for Christmas. So it's just, (laughs) it's like full speed ahead. I feel like there's always something to do, but not really. It's just something that has to be done by a certain time. So you're like, you have to do it right now. Yeah. (laughs) I still don't have a tree. What? I know. Okay. Wait, do you get a real one? I do. Okay. Well, that makes sense then. Well, and by the time this drops, I think I will have a tree because I think that I am going to get it on Saturday. Okay. So by Monday, I will have a tree. But we had this work done on our house Mm. and it was going to be in the way because they had to bring in the scaffolding and all this stuff. And that's not even done yet. And then it rained. And so we didn't want to go and get a wet tree. Mm-hmm. And so Saturday's the day. Okay. All right. Cool. Tell we have ours. You, you can't see it because I, 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 I saw it earlier. No, your okay, mic's in the say, way now, but it's pretty. Yeah. I angled my thing. Yes. It's it's not fake. It's it's not fake. <laughs> it is fake. That's yeah. why <laughs> it gets put up right away because I'm like, oh, dink, dink, dink. Turn it on. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I say every year that I'm just going to buy a tree and have it, and I never do. I just I like the smell. I like going to get it. It's just there's a whole – it's an event every year, and we pick it out together, and yeah. it's just a thing. 100%. Bring it into I- the house, and you know, it's really annoying. Then you have to take right. it back out of your house, which is really annoying. Like I don't know why I do it. Yeah. Yeah. It's just what we do. We we did it for years too and we enjoyed that part of it and all that kind of stuff. And then all of a sudden when we moved here, I believe we bought this. Yeah. Um we were just like I think because this is I think the reason we got it here. We had talked about it. Oh, we're going to get one. We're going to get one. And then we moved here and we got here the like 3 days before Christmas. Mm, oh. Like we moved right at Christmas. Mm-hmm. And so I think Isaiah and Emery just went out and like bought this tree and we threw it up and like it had lights on it. We didn't have to like do anything. We didn't have to find anything in box, you know, so it was just kind of like, it's Christmas. Yeah. So. I will say everyone posts all these pictures of these be- trees that they have and they have themes and all that stuff. And they are prettier mm-hmm. when you have a fake one because the lights are just a lot better and they're mm-hmm. even. And they don't lean. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like they are prettier trees. Like my tree's never pretty. Yeah, it it's is. Pretty to, well, not like that though. Not like mm-hmm. let me post a picture of it pretty. Mm-hmm. I get it. I understand. It's like a, it's like a kid tree. I will say, I have the solution for your smell because I always get a real wreath for my door, so I clip mm-hmm. them, and then I have this like tiny pot that I just stick water in. It's like a tiny crock pot. And so I have that smell. But also, there is a candle on Amazon. I know. I've heard of this. Someone else told me about this. Uh, It's it's for real. It's amazing how good it smells. Like, I buy one every single year so that I can use it. Yeah. It's good. Well, maybe next year. Okay. Okay. We even were at Home Depot getting something else, Wes and I, last week, and they had all these beautiful trees. And I was like, let's just go look at them. And we walked Mm. down one aisle of the trees and he's like, yep, I think we just need to get one. We need to get a a real one. (laughs) So even he is like nostalgic about it still. Right. Yeah. You should check after though and see if there's any good ones left like after season on Mm -hmm. on sale. Sometimes there aren't. When I'm not in the spirit anymore. Yeah, and I have just taken down the live tree, and there's pine needles all over my house. You can that just bring the box in. And put yeah. it away. <laughs> that is exactly when I should buy one. Yeah. <laughs> when I am not feeling as jolly. Fine, pay full price next year. <laughs> anyway. I'm gonna look. Okay. Going all right. To. Well, speaking of Christmas, we need to remind you guys. We will. So we have today's episode, next week's episode, and then on the 26th, we will not be dropping an episode because clearly spend time with your families. We want to spend time with our families. Everybody's and we don't need to talk about murder of the day after the joyous day. <laughs> true, true. Yes. We're sorry if you don't celebrate Christmas and are just missing that Monday. Mm-hmm. But we are not that sorry. 
<laughs> so we're still going to do it. But we appreciate you guys hanging with us. And then we'll start back January. Um, it's going to be fun. It's going to be a fun year. 2023. Yes. Um, are, do we want to say what we're dropping in January or no? Yeah, we can't. Well, we don't know. <laughs> no, I mean like that first episode in January is going to be yeah. one we've already we're gonna, Yes, bring you one of our Patreons. So one of our special stories over on the Patreon we're going to drop at the beginning of January because we want you guys to let us know what you think about that party over there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It'll be fun. But we don't know which one yet. Yeah. No, I didn't mean to tell them which episode. I just meant like oh. <laughs> letting them know it'll be a Patreon episode so you will get a taste of yeah what we do over there. So. Oh, also, if you go find us on social media, we have a merch code for you all month. Okay. Yes. It's true. So go do that. Although there's been a merch code up there for like ever. Oh my gosh. We totally (laughs) just realized there's like been a merch code this whole entire time. Just scrolling across the top of the page. (laughs) Anyway. Whatever. We love you. We're continuing the fun. (laughs) Yes. Anyway, I guess that's it. Huh? That's it for me. All righty then. I'm ready for it then. You, I don't think you are. Oh. We're going to see though. Okay. We start out every single one. Okay. Or uh-huh. so. <laughs> yeah. Somebody give us another intro word. It's hard not to, honestly, because you're just like starting a story. So I don't know. It's just, It just makes sense to be like, okay, are you ready? <laughs> <laughs> All right. So my voice is crazy. There's a crazy funk. Sorry about that. The medicine ball from Starbucks didn't work. So... <laughs> This case is a listener's suggestion from our friend Kaylee H. So Kaylee, you know Kaylee, because Kaylee recommended Carolyn Heckert, which you covered. Oh, okay. Yes. Okay. Hey, Kaylee. Hey, Kaylee. So this case turned out to be a lot more than I anticipated when my research started. Um, It was kind of one of those ones where when you just... Google it, it's like, oh, okay, this is interesting. And then you actually get into it and it just snowballs into a whole bunch of crazy stuff. Mm-hmm. So when Kaylee recommended the case, she actually said it's not a serial killer, but it's just as crazy. Mm-hmm. She, was, she wasn't kidding. It's very crazy. So it's going to be a little bit long. So we'll just get into it. Okay. This is the case of Carrie Farver. Oh, okay. Okay. Carrie Leah Farver was raised by her mom, Nancy, and her stepdad, Mark. She grew up in a very small town in Macedonia, Iowa. So this is right on the border of Nebraska. Hmm. The population is only 250 people. (laughs) What? (laughs) Is that like one family? (laughs) Literally. (laughs) Yeah, the Farvers. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Carrie was very smart she was very independent she was beautiful and vibrant and she got a lot of attention from men because she was just one of those kind of people that kind of um, she was very confident and she you know she walked into a room people noticed her friend is quoted as saying she had a great laugh she had a great smile she just lit up a room you couldn't help but notice her you were drawn to her Mm. She sounds pretty cool. During college, Carrie and her college boyfriend got pregnant. The relationship did not last, and so Carrie moved back home to Macedonia and moved in with her parents. She enrolled in computer classes, and she had a son named Max. Okay. After her pregnancy... Carrie, when she was very young, remember, she was just in college, she began suffering from postpartum depression. Mm. So she was diagnosed with depression, and then it escalated to bipolar disorder. And so she did seek treatment for that, and she was given medication that helped her tremendously. Did you say, I'm sorry if you said this, did you say what year this was by chance? 
Not yet. That's my next sentence. Okay, sorry. We are now <laughs> in the year 2012. <laughs> okay. Well, I was asking because I was just wondering, like, if it was a, a time in which, you know, postpartum was, you know, um, being discussed, talked about, and, like, kind of being told it's okay, this happens to women, you know, or was it? Yes, I think yeah. so, because it was in the early 2000s. Yeah, right. That, mm -hmm. that all happened. So, yeah. Okay, so it's 2012. Carrie was 37 years old. She had a very good job as a computer programmer in Omaha, Nebraska, and was very successful. She and her now teenage son were living with her parents in the small town in Iowa, and she would make the 40-minute commute every day to Omaha for her job. Mm. She had recently mentioned to her mom and son that she was getting more opportunities in surrounding areas career-wise, one being in Kansas City, Kansas, that she was really considering, and she was actually going to be going there soon to find out more information and see the company and do interviewing and things like that. So she's like, her career's really taken off. Late 30s, mm. great single mom. She's She's got it together. She's taken her medication. She's very stable like perfectly normal. In the fall of 2012, Carrie took her SUV into an auto repair shop in Omaha. There, she met one of the mechanics named Dave Krupa. Dave was 35, and he and Carrie had an instant attraction. Mm -hmm. They talked some while she was waiting for her car to get fixed, but it didn't really go much farther than that. So they didn't exchange numbers, nothing like that, but they both were definitely like, well, that was, you know, sparks kind of flew there. There was a an few interest. Weeks later, <laughs> exactly. A few weeks later, Dave ran across Carrie's profile on a dating website oh. and recognized her immediately as the person who had gotten his attention at his work. And so he considered this fate and reached out and was like, hey, I remember you. Mm -hmm. So from the get-go, both Carrie and Dave were very clear that they wanted absolutely nothing serious. So Dave was new in town. He had just moved to Omaha and was just getting out of a 12-year relationship with his ex, Amy. Okay. So they weren't married, but they had been together for 12 years and they had two children together. And had mm -hmm. just recently broken up and he moved. So he was like, I do not want to get in a committed relationship. That is not what I am looking for at all. Carrie, same kind of thing. She's a single mom. She's focusing on her career. She doesn't even know if she's going to be staying or going in the near future. So both of them were on the exact same page about just having a fun, casual, open relationship with intimacy. Okay. As the weeks went on, the two of them did spend quite a bit of time together, and although they were very noncommittal, it was becoming clear that the potential for something more serious might be there. Mm -hmm. So they didn't really talk about it, but like Dave says, like, if I were going to get serious for somebody, it would be someone like Carrie. Right. Like, well, she I'm was great. I'd imagine too that when you just start spending more and more time with somebody, sometimes it just automatically like turns into that, even though that's not what you intended it to be. Right. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So Carrie even began staying with Dave on occasion during the work week because he was in Omaha and her job was in Omaha. So his apartment was much closer to her office than her home way back. So as the weeks went on, Another woman that Dave had also casually dated began getting, like, jealous of Carrie. Oh, no. We got ourselves a love triangle here. <laughs> well, I think Carrie was seeing other people as well. And Dave, I mean, I don't think it was necessarily he was just seeing these two women. It was like they were just both dating whoever they wanted to date. It, they were, again, not, no one wanted anything serious. So, But this particular mm -hmm. woman... Her name was Shannon Liz Golier, and she went by Liz. So I'm going to call her Liz. 
At one point, after Carrie and Dave had gone out on a date, they were back at Dave's apartment, and Liz just came over and barged into his apartment completely unannounced, saying that she wanted to get some of her belongings. So it was really Mm -hmm. awkward, and she was rude, and seemed to Carrie and Dave like she had just shown up on purpose to interrupt them or see what was going on. Mm -hmm. But, you know, Liz was like, Or Carrie was just like, you know what? It's fine. (laughs) Like, it is what it is. So Liz and Dave, the the other girl who barged in, they had met earlier that year on a dating app. Liz also lived in Omaha Mm -hmm. with her two children, and she is described as a party girl who liked the attention she got from men. I don't know if that's true. That's just how she's described. So she and Dave had also been in a very casual relationship, but things had started to fizzle between them since Carrie came in the picture, or so Liz interpreted it as that. So when Liz showed up, she was acting super jealous. It was very awkward. Carrie was a good sport. She laughed it off. She went home. She was like, you deal with this. I don't want any part of it. It's all good. I'll see you later. And Carrie and Dave continued to casually date. But to Liz, it seemed like the casualness of their relationship was becoming something more. And she did not like that. So one Mm. week in mid-November of 2012, Carrie asked Dave if she could stay with him for the week because of a big project she had going on at work. So she was going to need to be at work longer hours than she typically was. She was have to go in earlier and stay later. And the commute, the 40-minute commute to home was going to be really hard for her to do that particular week, given the hours that she needed to work. So she said, can I just spend the week with you just at your apartment? Like, that would be great. Dave's like, that's totally fine. You know, cool. So Carrie made arrangements with her mom to take care of her son for the week that she would be gone. And she packed her stuff up, headed to Omaha. She planned to work as much as she could during the week. And then at the end of the week, she was heading to Kansas City to interview for that possible new position that I mentioned earlier. Okay. So on Tuesday, November 13th, 2012, the two of them got up in Dave's apartment. They got ready for work as usual. Dave left for the auto shop about 6.30 that morning, said goodbye to Carrie. She was working on her computer whenever he left, and she told him, don't count on me for dinner. I'm going to be home super late. I got to work. Everything was normal, no discussion about anything, just two busy people getting ready for their work day. So around 10, so this is just really three hours later or so, Dave got a text from Carrie. And the text said that the two of them should move in together. And Dave... Okay. Dave was very taken aback by this because it was totally out of nowhere. The two of them hadn't known each other very long. And, you know, like I said, there was a potential for something more, but this had never been discussed. Nothing even close to it had ever been discussed. And they, it was just, there was, they were not there. No way near this type of a commitment. Right. So Dave. And it also just seems sorry, weird and like random that she would just all of a sudden she's staying with him for the week and all of a sudden just send this text instead of it being a conversation. Right. While they're both at work, like Mm -hmm. in the the middle of the morning of a work day. So Dave is like, Mm -hmm. um, going to decline that offer. You know, (laughs) again, we're, we're nowhere near that said similar things to what I just said. So then Carrie replied, quote, Fine. I hate you. I'm dating someone else. I don't want to see you anymore. Go away. Okay. Like, fine. Stomping my foot like a toddler. Fine. I hate you. (laughs) Dave was very confused by this text, but he kind of was like, oh, I'm at work. I cannot get into this right now you know, this is drama. I'm going to deal with it later. And I'm sure a part of him was also thinking, oh man, she's one of those women. Like she Mm -hmm. said she wanted something casual, but she really didn't. And you know, it's blowing up in my face. 
But then Carrie's mom got text messages from Carrie. These text messages said that she was quitting her job. She was moving to Kansas City. And she was taking another job. Don't worry about me. I'll be in touch. Like right now. I'm doing this this minute. Mm -hmm. I am, I am hmm. on my okay. way to move okay. to Kansas City right now. Her job got text messages okay. that she was quitting. Carrie's son also got similar text messages, and she asked him if he wanted to move with her. And he was like, what are you talking about, mm -hmm. Mom? Like, you know, slow your roll. No, I don't want to move to Kansas City <laughs> yeah. today. So, of course, mm -hmm. everyone is very thrown by these rash decisions. They try to respond to Carrie, and they call her, but she doesn't answer her phone. So... They're like, what in the heck is going on? So when Dave gets home, he notices that Carrie's things, for the most part, are still there. So like her purse, her phone, her car weren't there, but she had left her stuff, like her belongings, her toiletries, her clothes, like the things that she had brought for the week, for the most part, were still at his apartment. She's like, well, that's weird. That you would think she would bring if she's moving. Well, she didn't tell him else. she was moving. She told her mom, oh, okay. she told him, I don't want to see you anymore. Go away. I hate you. Mm -hmm. But so he's like, why is her stuff still here? Is she coming back? Like, oh, what's going on now? You know, whatever. But he's still like, I'm out on this chick. Like, this is crazy. So he let it go. Carrie's family, they were super concerned. They knew that Carrie had this opportunity in Kansas City. So they tried to be understanding of that and be like, well, all right, she did tell us that this was happening at the end of the week. You know, maybe it's it's progressed more than she thought. Let's just give her some time. Her mom was very worried, though, that Carrie had possibly gone off of her medications and was having a mental health crisis because she had a history of doing that. Oh, She'd yeah. never done anything like this before. But, you know, mm -hmm. she had always been on her medication since she was diagnosed. And so her mom was very worried about that she's an adult and she was like i mean she's telling us where she is like it's not like she just vanished she's communicating like hey i'm in kansas city i'm getting a new job i'll be in touch like let me get things settled here and mm -hmm. i'll be in touch so you know they're trying to be understanding of that they're trying to give her her space give her her distance let her figure her things out and she was responding she was saying i'm fine i'm i'm just doing my own thing whatever so mom son they're kind of like okay like Keep us posted, you know. But then a week or so later, her brother was getting married. And her son was actually in the wedding. And Carrie did not show up for the wedding. She was a complete no-show for that. Mm. Well, that was very out of character for her. So her mom called mm. the police at this point and was like, something's going on with my daughter. So what do you think the police said? Right. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Uh, she's an adult. Uh, she can disappear if she wants to, or not disappear, but move if she wants to. She's probably just doing what she said she's doing. That's right. It's very clear. She went willingly. Mm -hmm. She's a grown woman. She's allowed. So she wasn't even able to file a missing, missing persons report because Carrie technically wasn't missing. Okay. Now mm -hmm. I do, it, it annoys me though, that her mom couldn't file some like an endangered person report or something because of like the mental health crisis mm -hmm. based on her background. Like, yeah, okay. She does. She is an adult. She could go willingly, but she also has mental health issues, a history of them. And there's a possibility that some, she's in, she's in danger. She's not healthy. She's not well. Right. But yeah. they didn't let her do that. We all know how this country just loves to ignore mental health crises. We don't ever address the problem until something catastrophic happens. It's ridiculous. We should do better. Mm -hmm. Whatever. Thank you for coming to my TED Talk. Okay. So <laughs> then police start getting reports from Dave, Carrie's casual friend, right? And Liz, his ex. Mm -hmm. They bring the police emails and text messages from Carrie that are very disturbing. She is oh. threatening them. She is telling them that they better watch out. 
She is saying that she knows where they are. She knows what they're doing. She's watching them. Um, very disturbing things. So like an example of one of the messages is like, I think she sent this to Dave. It says, quote, I hate you so much that I want to drive a knife in your heart. But there are like dozens of these. And she would message one of them saying like, I like that blue shirt you're wearing. And they would actually be wearing a blue shirt Mm. or just like, or she would send them pictures of like outside their house. So like mm-hmm, to mm-hmm. show that she okay. was out there, like it was, they were creeped out. So they came to police. They were like, mm-hmm. we help, help us, please. Mm-hmm. So they believe that Carrie is stalking them and harassing them and that she possibly has like dark intentions. Mm-hmm. Keep in mind, Dave and Carrie's family don't know each other. So they're not communicating. Okay. So Carrie's family believes that she's having some type of a crisis Um, that she is trying to get a new life, that she possibly needs mental health treatment or just support. While Dave and Liz and the police believe that she is like the girlfriend from hell. And she's victimizing them. Okay, so police attempted to locate Carrie to get her to stop harassing Dave and Liz, and they could not find her anywhere. She was totally MIA. She was not in Omaha. She was not in Kansas City. They, they did not know where she was. It was like she was this ghost that was like haunting these two people over texts and emails. And But can't they, this is 2012, can't they um, triangulate her phone? Not triangulate. <laughs> I just wanted to use a big word. Um, like GPS her phone where she's at. Right. So they, I'll get there and they do try to do that at some point. Okay. But Okay. So a window was broken in Dave's apartment and then Liz got a message from Carrie saying that she was the one who broke it and that she was coming to her house next. Hmm. So now we're going into like vandalizing property and things like that. So it's escalating. Mm -hmm. Police still trying to find Carrie, still trying to contact her. So they finally get a hold of Carrie's family And Carrie's mom and son and stepdad are, like, floored at these messages, at this behavior that the police and this guy and girl are saying that Carrie is exhibiting. It was totally out of character for her. It was just nonsense. Like, super insane that she would be this way and Mm -hmm. and all that. So they're at a loss and they're just worried. This just worries them more. Like, what in the heck is going on with Carrie? So Carrie's mom and stepfather were granted temporary custody of Carrie's son, and everyone is just looking for her, like everywhere. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, well, I mean, I think all of us would be looking for for a family member that's doing this. Right, it's insane. So in December, Mm -hmm. a month after Carrie, like, seemingly went off the grid, her father passed away. So not her stepfather that raised her, her biological father. Mm-hmm. Carrie was a no-show mm-hmm. for the funeral, which was really upsetting to her family. And she sent them a Facebook message saying that she was sorry she wasn't there. Okay. So, well, that, I mean, that seems a little bit um, impersonal to a message, like a Facebook message right. instead of calling or texting or something. Yeah. Anyway. But she's aware that he passed away. She's with it enough mm-hmm. to reach out to the family. What can you do? You know, she's a grown up. She can yeah. make her own decisions. Mm-hmm. So all this time still going by, she's still sending Dave and Liz these harassing messages. Liz found the word whore spray painted in her garage. Carrie made a fake obituary for Liz and emailed it to her. Like, here's your obituary. Cause you're going to die kind of thing. Dave was getting emails and messages that she hoped he would die, like just really awful things. So Liz was in the process of moving to a new home with her children and she was in between places. Mm -hmm. So it's like she had some stuff at her old house, some stuff at the new house and they were staying at the new house and her old home caught on fire and her pets were actually killed in the fire. 
Oh, no. So she is like heartbroken and she was convinced that it was Carrie who started the fire on purpose and was terrified. So then she gets a message from Carrie admitting to setting the fire and threatening that Dave and his children would be next. So, and was it determined that it was set on fire on purpose? I actually do think it like, was. Did they not set it? I think it was determined to be arson. Yes. Okay. Okay. So now police are like, okay, she needs, we need a restraining order on her. We need a, we have a warrant out for arson and vandalism, but again, they can't find her anywhere. So they start trying to track her phone, where these messages come from. They cannot find where these messages are come from. They're like encrypted to the point mm. where the police, they can't find her cell phone. They can't find like the VPN for the emails, like all of the stuff they're trying. They just cannot find her. They cannot find Carrie. So mm. in January of 2013, so this is two months now since all this drama, Dave notices an SUV parked at the back of his apartment complex that looks like Carrie's. It was covered in snow, so it appeared that it hadn't been driven in a while. So Dave is mm -hmm. like, oh my God, that's Carrie's car. What the heck is it doing here? Has it been here this whole time? And I just haven't seen it. So he took a picture of the license plate and sent it to police. And they did identify it as Carrie's. Okay. So now this is very suspicious because people can up and, you know, take off, but in what? Like, here's mm -hmm. her car. Right. What, is she, what did she leave in? So they processed the car and because they were like, this is suspicious. It's weird now. And they found nothing out of the ordinary. There was no signs of struggle. No, it hadn't been broken into, you know, nothing weird looking. They processed it for prints like did someone steal her car and left it here you know whatever all of the prints were carries there was one unknown print on a mint container in the cup holder of the car mm, like, you know how you buy okay. those little like mint containers that are plastic and you put them in your cup holder so there was a print on that that mm -hmm. didn't match carrie or anybody else that it should have like her son nobody like that other than that perfectly normal car so now at this point, Carrie's family is extremely concerned and they start to suspect that this person that has been texting and messaging with them wasn't actually Carrie at all. Mm -hmm. Because right. it was, again, very out of character. And also every time they would try to call, like she would send them a message and they would immediately call her and she wouldn't answer the phone. So mm -hmm. it's like no one had right. actually spoken to her in months. Mm -hmm. And so whoever this was that they thought might be texting them, they're questioning them hard, mm -hmm. like super hard. Like, okay, if you're my mom, answer this question. Like, who was my childhood right. friend or, you know, whatever. Like they were trying to ask this person questions and, and the person would just like get mad, quit talking to them, whatever. So okay. in May of 2013, Carrie posted a really long Facebook message. Okay, and I'm going to read it to you because it's interesting. It says, <clears throat> I have answered enough questions to prove myself to everyone. I am done. You can either believe that I am your daughter, mother, sister, and friend that you have known your whole life, or you can just leave me alone. I left on my own free will, free will and I am sick of everyone giving me a hard time for doing what I needed to do. I am not missing. I just don't want to come home right now. I am a grown woman, and if I feel like leaving home, I have the right. I asked my son Max to come with me, but he didn't want to. So when I am ready to come back, I will. I'm sorry for hurting everyone and just up and leaving. Okay. So it's like, well, all right. Again, though, like, what? You're, you're putting it on Facebook. You're putting it on social media. Like, I I mean, I don't know. It just seems very impersonal, impersonal. And is that a word? Im, is it impersonal or impersonal? I don't know. Impersonal. impersonal. Mm -hmm. Okay. Because uh, <laughs> I don't know. Like, it's just you're avoiding actually talking to people, which didn't seem like maybe it was 
in character like everything else for her and is a little bit suspicious. Like, why doesn't the person who is posting and writing this stuff want to talk to the people? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. I mean, mm -hmm. I would hope if this were me, you would be like, who is this? <laughs> like, no yeah. way. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. And they were too. But at the same time, it's like, well, they she's grown. What can we do? Yeah. So at this point, Carrie's family, they're heartbroken now. They're like, oh my gosh, she just, she really did want to leave. And they didn't like give up hope, but they just didn't know what to believe at this point. They were like, what, what can mm -hmm. we, I mean, like, what do we do? We don't know if she's missing. Mm -hmm. We don't know what happened to her. Somebody is her or pretending to be her. It's very out of character, but that happens. Like, what can we do? Dave so sick of all this drama that's going on and this harassment that he just moves. He just leaves Omaha. He moved to Iowa to be closer to his ex and his children. And like, I'm just getting, I'm out. Like I'm bouncing. I don't want anything to do with this woman or this town or whatever. I'm done. And so even away from Liz, right? Liz. Yeah. So they fizzle out, you know, they're like together mm -hmm. because they're being harassed by the same person. So it kind of brought them together for a while. But then mm -hmm. eventually Dave was like, I'm so done with this. And so he just right. leaves. And years go by and things were quiet, pretty quiet. Then in 2015, Liz started sending police messages that she was receiving from Dave's ex, Amy. So this is the mother of his children. Mm -hmm, so mm -hmm. Amy is now sending Liz messages. Amy is telling Liz that she had killed Carrie because she was in love with Dave and that Liz was next. What in the world? <laughs> and it had worked because Dave moved back to be near them. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. So Dave's ex is like, no, <laughs> I'm not sending her these messages. I don't even know this woman. <laughs> like, absolutely not. I have no idea what she's talking about. So then in December of 2015, just a month or so later, Liz was at a park one evening taking a walk. And as she was out in the park, she was ambushed and shot in the leg. It's like oh. someone attacked her and shot her. Oh my gosh. Liz was wounded, but she would recover, thankfully. There were no witnesses to the shooting, and Liz claimed that she didn't really see her attacker very well, but that it was a woman. Like, she knew her attacker was not a male, it was a woman. Hmm. So she told police that she believed it was Dave's ex, Amy, because she had been getting these threatening messages from her. Mm -hmm, and that mm -hmm. she also thought that Amy had something to do with Carrie's disappearance. So at this point, new investigators were put on this case. The Carrie case, her where is she, these harassing things now. Now Amy's a part of the picture. And they're starting to put pieces together of, like, the oddness of it all. Like... Mm -hmm. I mean, it is like, do you have any idea what's going on at this point? At this point in the story, I was like, what in the Sam heck is going on? <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> um, I'm not going to lie. I know this story, so I do know. <laughs> oh, you do? Oh my gosh. I had never heard of it. Yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, that's less fun then. But anyway. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I didn't want to like lie and be like, no, I have no idea what's happening. <laughs> okay. <laughs> So police are very concerned about Liz now because Liz has become the victim of not just one scorned woman, but now two. So mm -hmm. Carrie, Dave's casual girlfriend, turned like obsessed stalker. And now Amy, Dave's children's mother, who has turned into this jealous like girlfriend, whatever. Right. So they bring I mean, Dave, Liz you need to learn to pick better people. <laughs> Poor Dave, right? Poor buddy. Yeah. He, yeah. he just he just wants to have some casual sex. That's all he wanted. <laughs> he bit, bit off way more than he could chew. Okay. So they bring Liz in for questioning. Liz told police that she now believed Amy was the real person who had been harassing her and Dave this whole entire time. Liz said she believed that Amy had killed Carrie and was impersonating her to scare and harass them and to keep them from being a couple. Amy had been the one sending the threatening messages. 
Amy had vandalized her and Dave's home. Amy had set fire to her house and killed her pets. And Amy had shot her in the leg. And the police did not believe a dang word that Liz said. (laughs) I don't either. (laughs) Okay. Okay. So for one thing, Amy had an alibi for the night Liz had been shot. Like she was a solid alibi. It was not her. She was not in the park. No way it could have been Amy. And, well, and don't they live further away than, I mean, or, or are they not that far? I don't think it was where? very far because I actually okay. remember it. I think that the park was in Iowa and they lived okay. in Iowa, but I don't actually 100% okay. know like their exact address okay. or where they lived. But anyway, it. like it would have been possible for her to have gone mm-hmm. to the park and done it. It wasn't like an hour's, you know, hours of driving or anything like that. But anyway, Amy's super cooperative. They just don't have any reason to suspect her that she has anything mm-hmm. to do with this. She's like, here, here's my phone. Here's my computer. Like, I, I didn't do this. Girl, be crazy. Right. Okay. So they look into Carrie's bank account, finally, three years later. Thank you. And they see that it has not been touched ever since November of 2012 when she allegedly up and moved to Kansas. So mm. how was she living if she didn't take her money? They also get her phone records and they see that her actual phone hadn't been used in years. Ah. So how was she sending all of these messages? Which explains why they couldn't trace the messages because they weren't from her phone. Mm -hmm. They really start to suspect foul play at this point. And they really start to suspect that Liz is totally full of shite. She's basically the common denominator in all of this. I mean, besides Dave, but like she's, everything's circling back to her. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So Carrie's case changes from a missing person to potential foul play. Mm-hmm. Police feel that Liz is, like you said, she's the center of all of it, but they decide that they're going to play along and trick her. Okay. Okay. So they told Liz that Amy, Dave's ex, was in fact the main suspect in Carrie's disappearance and in all this harassment and uh, vandalism and stuff that was going on. And they asked Liz to help them catch Amy to try to get information from her. They're like, you can be our undercover informant, Liz. Mm. And so Liz is like, oh, can I have a badge? I am so here for this. Give me a gun. Give me a gun. (laughs) So Liz was able to produce emails from Amy. Can you believe it? Where she admitted to Carrie's murder. But they're kind of vague. And so police are like, it's not going to work. You're going to have to get more. Dig. Dig deeper. Come on, Liz. You've got this. (laughs) So Liz finally comes up with this slew of emails in which... Amy just completely confesses to exactly what happened to Carrie in the email. Just like randomly, like Liz is like, Hey Carrie or Amy, you want to tell me what's going on? And like, Amy's like, yeah, sure. Why not? (laughs) I think you can actually find the actual communications in court documents, but there's just hundreds of them and I didn't have time to read it. So I just read what was reported But Mm -hmm. yes, basically, she fished the information out of her, supposedly. Mm -hmm. Okay. So in the emails, allegedly from Amy, Amy claimed that she had kidnapped Carrie from Dave's apartment and drove her in her own car. So she takes her from Dave's apartment that morning and forces her into her car and Amy is driving and Carrie is in the passenger seat and she stabbed Carrie three to four times while she was sitting in the passenger seat. She then dismembered her body, placed the body parts in garbage bags, and possibly burned some of them, and then scattered them in various wooded locations. So police, yeah, police are like, oh, that's really specific. (laughs) Okay. Mm -hmm. So, and they know this is not from Amy, because Amy's in on all this. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so they know Amy is not writing this, and they're like, man, Carrie, or Liz really came up with a really detailed lie here, you know, to, mm-hmm. to, to tell us what happened to Carrie. So they 
track down Carrie's car, her SUV, which by this time had already been sold to somebody else and was owned by just like a random person. So it would be like and, and, your used car. Right. And they had already uh, supposedly like processed it, right? So when well, if there was like blood they, in the car, wouldn't they have found it already? There wasn't any blood in the car that they could see. Mm-hmm. That's the thing. Like they mm-hmm. did look and they didn't see anything, but people clean stuff. And they didn't like take yeah. the light and do all of that stuff. Like at that time, mm-hmm. Carrie was not thought to have been murdered. She was mm-hmm. thought to have been missing. So it's a whole new different type of investigation now. So they track the car down. They pull back the cushion of the passenger seat, like lift it up, you know, remove it from the thing. And underneath, Mm -hmm. it was very clear that at one time that seat had been covered in blood. Oh. So like there had been blood on the top of the seat where someone was sitting and that had been cleaned. But you know, it soaks through. Mm-hmm. And so that part wasn't couldn't be seen and wasn't inspected at the time. So they tested the blood and it was confirmed to be that of Carrie. They mm. also processed the unknown fingerprint that had been found on the mint container in Carrie's cup holder. Mm-hmm. And guess who it matched? <gasps> Liz. Liz. So Liz was arrested in December of 2016, over four years after Carrie's disappearance, and charged with first-degree murder. So Carrie is now listed as deceased by homicide. Okay. Liz refused to cooperate and claimed that she was an innocent victim. This Mm -hmm. was not her. Someone was victimizing her. She's being framed. Blah, blah, blah. Police obtained a search warrant for Liz's phone and computer, and it was all sent off to digital forensic experts to be analyzed. Mm -hmm. The digital experts found that all of the harassing emails, text messages, Facebook messages, photos from both Carrie and Amy were all created and sent by Liz. Mm Hmm. They found over 15,000 email messages over a three-year span and over 25,000 text messages. Whoa, that's insane. insane. (laughs) That's ridiculous. Yes. Also on Liz's phone was a photo of Carrie's car, but the photo had been taken in December a month before Dave actually found the car and reported it. So she had a picture of Carrie's car after she went missing, but before police were aware of it. Right. Okay. So Liz had been using text message apps with a scheduling function and it had, she had multiple fake email addresses with Carrie's name on them and Amy's name on them It was estimated that Liz had been spending about 50 hours a week impersonating Carrie. That's a full-time job. Did she work? It's beyond. (laughs) Yes, she did. Yeah. I guess. Okay. Police also found some of Carrie's personal belongings at Liz's home. They found like a digital camera, just like a couple things. So as you can imagine, Carrie's family and Dave are like mind blown, like especially Dave, Mm -hmm. because Dave's like, holy crap, I thought this was Carrie the whole entire time. I can't even believe it. This woman has been carrying out this elaborate scheme this entire time. And all along, Carrie was brutally murdered and like no one knew and no one was looking into it. So Dave, after Liz was arrested, he remembered after he was like, oh my gosh, she has been like on all this technology doing all these things. Then he's like, I have a tablet of hers. So he finds this old tablet that belonged to Liz that I guess she just forgot that he had or Mm -hmm. whatever. And he turned it over to police. And on the tablet, on like the little SIM card, the memory stick or whatever that's in the tablet, police found deleted photos of decomposing body parts. (gasps) Oh my gosh. One photo had a foot. It was like a photo of a foot. 
and the foot had a very clear tattoo of a Chinese symbol. And Carrie's family and Dave all confirmed that Carrie had that exact same tattoo in the same place on her foot. And they actually brought in photos like, look, here is Carrie and here is her foot and here is her tattoo. And it's like the exact same. Mm -hmm. It meant mom, by the way, the Chinese symbol. Oh, oh. I know. Okay. So they have this photo, these photos on her that belong to Liz. They have blood in Carrie's car. They have no body, no murder weapon, no witnesses, and no real forensic evidence linking Liz except for that fingerprint. Mm-hmm. So the case against Liz is highly circumstantial, but like <laughs> really circumstantial. 25,000 text messages circumstantial. <laughs> yeah, that it seems pretty solid to me, even circumstantially. <laughs> And they kind of have a confession from her about what happened. Like she said that speaking as Amy, that Amy had killed Liz in her own car and the passenger seat. And like forensically that did line up. So mm-hmm. it was kind of like Liz confessing. She was just pretending like she was someone else when she did it. Right. But so, I mean, also Liz- like those scheduling apps that she's got, don't those like prove something that she was like the one sending all of that. And so, I mean, I, I mean, I oh, one hundred percent, still circumstantial, but yeah, yeah, they they could prove that she was impersonating Carrie this whole time, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. the murder is what she's on trial for. So her trial began in May of twenty seventeen. Liz waived her right to a jury trial, so only a judge would hear her case and rule on it. All of the phone and digital evidence was presented, the evidence from Carrie's car, evidence from Liz's house. Liz was convicted of first-degree murder and second-degree arson because the judge ruled that she was the one who set the fire to her own home. She killed her own pets? Yeah, she did. Mm. She also shot herself in the leg. Remember that? Oh, yeah, that too. (laughs) Bananas. She was sentenced to life in prison without the possibility of parole, plus an additional 18 to 20 years for arson. She is currently serving her life sentence in a Nebraska prison and continues to claim that she is innocent. Carrie's body has never been found Mm. to this day. That's so sad. This crazy lady. Yeah. She killed a woman out of jealousy then for years made herself the victim of her own victim. She set her house on fire. She killed her pets. She shot herself in the dang leg. Like She spent an enormous amount of time for what? Dave? Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. I mean, I'm sure he's great, but like, <sighs> all right. Max, Carrie's son became a computer programmer, just like his mom. Mm-hmm. And is doing very well in all the interviews that I saw of him. Oh, and that well, is that, the case of Carrie Farber. That case is bananas. And I totally, I'm assuming it you is. watched some like Dateline or I don't know. Cause I there's definitely. There's a Dateline. There's an investigation discovery. There's something on oxygen. There's a lifetime movie based on this case. So it's not actually fact it so i did not use it as a source and it looks hilarious i watched like a little bit of it it's pretty long i will link it if it's something that you guys are interested in watching because i mean that makes for good tv but i did Mm -hmm. not use it as a source because we don't ever know those lifetime movies like what's true and what's not and i didn't want to like not i didn't want to report on something that wasn't fact so right 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 yeah i'll link it though okay good uh, yeah, I definitely, I don't remember what I watched on this case, but it was one of those, like possibly even multiple of those, um, datelines or investigation discovery or something, because I remember thinking this lady is nuts. I cannot believe she went through all that trouble to do that. I spent hours on end and using those apps to, I didn't even know until I saw this case. I think that you could use a, an app to like schedule. I mean, Clearly, it makes sense, but to schedule a text to go through 
from someone else's number, clearly. Like she's cloning their numbers yeah. and everything. So, gosh, it's insane. And she must have been using the same email address that they were using personally. Mm-hmm. No? Like no, I think she made up email addresses. That were like close she enough. She didn't have to their emails. Okay. Okay. Yeah, she didn't hack their emails. She just created new ones and then attached their names to them. So that, Got like, it. if you looked up Got the it. email, it would say it was from, it was Carrie's email or whatever. Right, right, right. I'm assuming so, she did so hack fast. her Facebook, though. Well, yeah. She definitely got into her Facebook to post stuff and write messages from, gosh, ugh. Mm-hmm. What a weirdo. What a weirdo. <laughs> <laughs> and to still be and I think this- claiming innocence. Yeah, <laughs> we got yeah. you, girl. Yeah. I think the saddest thing, too, is like, Carrie, people thought she was crazy. People thought that she mm-hmm. was like unhinged and that she right. had lost it. And no one was looking for her. I mean, they were looking for her, but not like you know, if you or I were to go missing in this way, you know, it's, it's just sad how her justice was so delayed because of this crazy person, her murderers continued Mm. victimization of Carrie. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they were not, they were looking at her on a very low level because, or looking for her because to me, if, even if she was just missing, if they believed she was missing, they should have processed her car in a more thorough way and have found that blood stain back when they, because if you're a missing person, we should maybe right. assume that something bad has also happened. Yeah. So anyway, but stuff like that happens all the but time. She wasn't missing though. At that time she wasn't yeah. missing. She was communicating with everyone, her whereabouts and stuff like that and posting on Facebook and you know, yeah, I guess. Yeah. They just had no idea. Anyway. Right. Yeah. But if you listen to the family and say, this isn't, okay, fine. You think that she's just, you know, moved on somewhere else and she's letting you know all this, but we're telling you, we don't think this is of character. Listen to family. Listen to them. Yeah. <laughs> they mm-hmm. know a lot of the times. Anyway. Gosh, well, yeah, Kaylee, man, seems like Kaylee likes these like kind of love triangle. Woman scorned goes a little nutty because that's what Carolyn Eckert was. Yeah, she was definitely that. She's for yeah. sure. Yeah. yeah, that's funny. And also like in the like Midwestern kind of area because that was like a Kansas City-ish or like if I remember correctly, mm-hmm. specifically like that. Um, kind of thing. Anyway, it's funny. Thanks, Kaylee. Knocked yeah. another well, one thanks, out of the park. <laughs> Definitely a ride to to um research for sure. Like I said, I definitely got to the part where Amy came into the picture, and now Liz is being harassed by Amy, and I was like, "What in the heck is happening?" I'm so right. confused. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I kept having to like pause the TV and like, "Wait, who's Amy?" Like, hold on. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it just goes to show you that uh, you don't always know the people that you're in company with, (laughs) like what they're really doing. Because clearly she's using that like timing app because she's with Dave at times. So she can't send a text to herself when she's with him. And, you know, she can't be like, oh, look, I just got another crazy text from her. Unless she's using an app like that, or if it always happened when she was not with somebody, you know, like she'd always get it not with him. Mm-hmm. So anyway, so crazy, 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 crazy. Anyway, well, let us know what you guys think about that. That one, that was a ride. Um, you know, just write us on social media. Come find us there. Tell people, tell people to come listen to us because that is the best gift you can give us this in this holiday season. (laughs) 
So um, if you like what you hear, keep listening. Come find us on Patreon. We've got some other episodes on there for you, some different kinds of stuff going on. Lots for you to binge if you haven't been a member because once you pay that $3, you have access to everything that we've already done. I think there's like 20 episodes on there, actually. I went back and looked. Or not 20. There's like 20 things that you can go and listen to. Not all of them are crime. Half of them are. But 20. Mm -hmm. That's a lot. That's going to take you a minute. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It'll get you through a road trip if you're traveling during this holiday season. (laughs) So, anyways... (laughs) Yep. Come find us over there on Patreon. You can find all the links on our Instagram. We have in our bio a link that gives you all the links that you would need for us. So go ahead and check that out. And I guess just always remember the world is scary. People suck. Hide in your closets.